I'm Deanna Seymour, your sassy digital marketing strategist who not only likes coming up with ideas for how you can market your business, but I actually enjoy doing the work to make it happen. Weird, huh? It's like I'm trading time for money or something. Oh yeah, that's because helping people with their marketing is my job. And it's only in the online business world that you're made to feel shamed or guilty for actually working for your money. I think I'm supposed to be on a beach drinking a pina colada manifesting all this money. I don't know. I guess I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> Anyways, just kidding. A little shade to start this episode that's all about ditching the guilt in your business. Stop feeling guilty. So I was raised Catholic. So this is a tall order for me. I don't know about your family dynamic or how things worked, how you were raised. You know, in the 80s, maybe a little before gentle parenting. So anyways, you might have some guilt showing up in your business. And this episode, I hope to sort of um, help you think about if you're doing that and maybe some ideas about how to not do that. So here's a couple ways that I see people showing up sort of feeling guilty in their business. So um, the first one is saying that they should be doing more of something or being on a certain platform or whatever, like they should, I should make a course. I know, I know I should make a course. Um, I should have a better opt-in or, you know, when you meet someone in like a networking event and they're like, oh my gosh, don't look at my website. I need to redo it. I totally need to redo it. It's not good. Um, or maybe people should be better at making money, making more money. I know I should raise my prices. Ooh. Um, like whatever it is, it's not a good feeling to be in. And it's hard because there's so many messages coming at us every day. Like if you scroll social media, everybody's telling you, you should post this many times or you should do this. And it's like hard to shake it all the time. But here's the thing. It's not doing anything for your marketing. Like it's kind of a bad vibe energy. It's a little bit of a bummer. Like if, if you ever have been around somebody, like, I mean, for me, it's like, some of my clients will do this like, oh, I know I should get new headshots or, um, you know, just feeling like you're not good enough. Just feeling like whatever you have needs to be updated. So let me say this. I'm not saying your website doesn't need to be updated. I'm not saying you don't need new headshots. Maybe you do. But if you just don't have them, you don't have them. It doesn't matter. You can put it on a to-do list. You can still do it. But just don't worry about it. Don't stress about it. I mean, the picture that I use that I send to all the podcast people, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's like three years old. It's fine. It's still my face. I haven't done like a Kim Zolciak from Real Housewives of Atlanta and totally changed my face. So it still looks like me. Totally fine. To be honest, I still have that yellow shirt in my closet. It doesn't matter. It's fine. And you know what else? It's recognizable. People know that's me. And it's fine. So it doesn't matter. So stop feeling like you need to do something. And definitely stop saying it to new people you meet. Don't lead with, oh, I know I need to redo my, don't look at my website, it's hideous. Okay, well, what the heck? Then You don't seem like someone I want to hire or work with. Like, what the heck? They're not going to think it's hideous. Like, you saying it's hideous is putting that in their brain. Just chill. That's all I'm saying. I'm getting, I'm getting so boxy here. Anyways. Okay. Let me go on to number two. I was like, I was getting passionate about that, but I think you know what I mean. Um, another one that I see that kind of, I think is like a preemptive, like guilt or something is like, 
automatic email responders. So I've been seeing these pop up more and more. And I'm not talking about like you went on vacation. That's nice to put up. It helps you like check out and be away and be gone. And odds are you might not be back until, you know, a week later. So that's good to let people know like, hey, I'm doing this thing. I'll be back later. But I'm talking about like I see people sometimes just sending these that are like, hey, I only respond to email once a day while I'm working or something. And I'm like, okay, girl, you do you. Like you can respond to me whenever you want. Like you don't have to write me back automatically to let me know that you're going to get to me when you can. I'm like, uh, what? So it's almost like the people are nervous to let an email sit in their inbox or they're going to feel guilty if it sits in there. So yeah, whenever I get one, I'm like, uh, it's cool. No rush. You know, I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, I don't write them back and say it's cool because then I'm going to get that same email back. It's the same email every time. So when I first saw it, I was like, oh, this is brilliant. I'm going to do this. And then, um, <laughs> admittedly, I couldn't really wrap my head around the um, tech in Google. Like I use Google Drive, Google email. And um, as I was doing it too, I was like, you know what? I think I'm just going to start teaching people that um, I don't answer your emails right away. And I've been like way more um, clear with my clients about my work hours. Like ideally, my work hours would be nine to two, which is not usually the case. Like usually I'll drop my kids off and I start to get to work or check my email or whatever. But I can break that rule if I want to. Like I can email someone at three o'clock in the afternoon if I want to. But if they sort of already know, oh, Deanna might be done for the day then that's just a, you know, communication that I'm doing. And also, like, people who are mad if you don't respond right away, like, they need to chill out. They need to start feeling guilty for how demanding they are. Um, so anyways, I don't know. Like, what would be reasonable? 24 hours? 48 hours? I just think everyone needs to chill. Like Leanne says, oh, I'm talking about Real Housewives a lot today, but be cool. Don't be all uncool. Just wait for the response. Okay. I want these episodes to be short and it's already at six minutes. So I'm not going to feel guilty about it. I'm going to keep talking. Another thing that I think people feel guilty around is money that they've spent on courses and especially courses that they haven't gotten results from. So this used to totally be me and I have my little free downloadable masterclass that I keep saying I'm going to redo again, feeling guilty like, oh, but that's okay. I'll do, redo it when I redo it. People still listen to it right now the way it is and they write me back. Um, and let me know what they thought. So this used to totally be me. But um, let me just say that it is not your fault. Like 90% of people don't finish the courses they buy. And a lot of times we buy the courses because of the transformation we're promised or led to believe is possible by BS testimonials on the sales page. Okay, so stop feeling guilty. It's not you. It's not your fault. And again, if you actually want to go back and do the modules you skipped or whatever, totally do that. It's okay. But it's also okay to just be like, ugh, I bought that course. That was a mistake. I'm just not even going to think about it anymore. Like, put it in the past. The past is in the past, Elsa. Just just do what you need to do. Um, so here's what I think, too, just to give you some tips. Like, before you buy a new course, like, if this is you and you keep buying courses and you're like, ugh, every time. I, you know, sometimes I forget to ask myself these questions, too, and then I get it and regret it. Although I will say that my 
price cap for courses is like rock bottom now. Like I'm not buying any super expensive courses. I'm not saying I never will again, but it would have to be, I don't know. I don't know what it would have to be for me to buy a super expensive course. Anyways, here's what I want you to do before you buy a course because you're so excited and you're on the sales page and you're like, oh my gosh, this person's going to teach me how to do this thing. It's going to be so cool. I'm going to make a million dollars. I'm going to get all these clients. I just want you to Google. Google that topic before you buy a course about that topic, okay? Because YouTube is free. I'm the queen of Googling. Like, I think I Google like an old person too. I ask Google questions, like it's Ask Jeeves or something. Um, but just Google. Google is your friend. See what comes up for free about this topic. It might just be that you just need a quick blog post to feel like, yeah, yeah, I know what I was talking about. Okay, now I'm just going to go implement. Like, I'm just going to go do it. I'm going to do it my way. So also, if you Google it and you don't get what you need, and you're still tempted by that sales page, I want you to ask yourself if you even have time to do the course right now. Because a lot of times we look for courses to help us with something that we're already behind on or we're already struggling with. And now we've just added like a, a bunch of modules and showing up live and a workbook. And then we have to do the thing. So think about if you even have time to take a course right now. Or do you need to just Google it and like figure out some brass tacks and get to work? And then the third thing is I want you to think about price. So anyone who has a course is going to be all mad at me. Um, courses can be expensive. That's fine. But if that's the case, then I think you need a lot of like one-on-one -on -one support. And I want the teacher to know my name and I want the teacher to know about my business. And I want them to actually be a teacher. I think we're getting a little liberal with the word teacher on the internet. Um, you know, if you can't find the answer on Google and the course is less than like 100, preferably 50, super preferably 25, then you could feel a little better about purchasing, I think. Um, I would also email the teacher and ask what kind of support is included. Um, if there's no Voxer hours, Q&As, or any way to get actual help from the human selling you the product, I would keep looking for a solution. And you know what's interesting is, like, if they never get back to you, mm, red flag. If, you know, I don't know. I just think the less they're interested in helping you, I just think the more interested they are in, like, quote-unquote passive income. So look out for that. Uh, my friend Shula, who is on Instagram as the entrepreneur's therapist, um, she once showed me uh, on a Zoom call a post-it that she keeps by her desk that says, you already know enough or something like that. I might be misquoting her. But that just helps her see that and not whip out her credit card for um, new courses like on the fly when she stumbles upon something like you already know enough and odds are you probably know enough and also you know enough about you and the way your brain works and the way your systems work that I do think just googling something and figuring out the basics like you still need to learn stuff I get that if you don't know how to set up a workflow or a sequence in ConvertKit you got to learn that but do you need a full-on course about how to create everything in ConvertKit probably not like you might just Google what you're actually trying to do and then just do it. Anyways, I have one more tip, which is to give yourself a waiting period. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've just been like, oh, this could be cool, and then bought it. And especially when they're cheaper. So I know I was just talking about price, but it's easy to quickly be like, oh, I'm going to buy this $20 course and buy this $25 course. And if I think about it, I'm like, man, I would have rather gone out to eat with Matt than, <laughs> than buy this course. Especially sometimes I watch him and I'm like, oh, 
this could have just been a YouTube video. And maybe it already is a YouTube video. So just tell yourself you'll circle, you'll circle back to it in a few weeks. And if it's something where like the doors are closing or if it's like a um, tripwire and there's a countdown. First of all, if there's like a tripwire and there's a countdown to some special price, like, no. Um, but just circle back to it in a few weeks and, you know, maybe or maybe wait for the next round if doors are closing. Like odds are you might figure it out, cool your jets, find a different resource or just realize like you didn't have time for it and you actually don't need that thing. And if you still really want it, when the doors open again, you can be the first one in. Get that early bird bonus. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm being snarky. Anyways, regardless of any courses that you buy, that you've bought, that you do buy, that you already bought, just please stop feeling guilty about, you know, what you've already done or what you didn't complete or that you didn't get the results you feel like you were promised. Like, it's just water under the bridge. It's the proverbial spilt milk. Just move on. Um, the main point here is that I'm pretty sure like we're all doing our best when it comes to emailing people back, when it comes to whatever we're doing in our business, like how often we update our headshots, how often we do whatever, like we're just doing our best. So stop feeling guilty about what you haven't done or what you will get to soon, or what you did in the past that feels like a mistake, like just stop feeling guilty about all of it. That's too much. You're, you're guilty about the past, the present, the future. You, It's too much. It's too much for anyone. And it's probably honestly getting in the way of your marketing. Like you need to show up like the awesome, kind, amazing, talented, and flawed, that's okay, human that you are. So, um, I just wanted to talk about that. And now it's like 15 minutes. So breaking the rules. I told you I break the rules. It's fine. Anyways, also real quick, I want to just say that November 1st, season two of the F That Storytelling series comes out. And it's all about breaking the rules when it comes to podcasting. So it actually inspired some of the changes I've made recently for this podcast, but no spoilers. Um, you can sign up to listen at fthatseries.com. And while you're waiting for the new season to come out, you can actually listen to all of season one, which is all about how people are breaking the rules when it comes to social media. So listen to those and just see that there's so many different ways. I was going to say to skin a cat, but that's sort of gross now that I think about it. There's so many different ways to do your business. And that's really what I want to showcase in these um, series. Series is. <laughs> now I sound like Teresa. I'm really going hard with the, the Real Housewives. You know how she says ingredients is? So that's what I want to showcase in these series is. Um, anyways, I just want you to see that there's so many different ways to do things that you can do it your own way and it will be okay. Remember, the point of a business is just like, I have this thing. Do you want to buy it? Yes or no? It's not that complicated. Okay. I will see you next time. Na, 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 na